we're going to read some scripture together, and then we're just going to plow right into the throne room. And I, I can say plow right in because you, know, you could say run, you could say bolt, you could say crawl, whatever you feel like you need to do. The invitation is wide open. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Debt paid in full. And we get to come before the throne of grace tonight by the blood of Jesus. <clears throat> However you need to adjust your heart to come into his presence, but the word of God says, come boldly. What does bold look like for you? Yeah. Joust. Race in. Get on a unicycle. and <laughs> I don't know. Just here comes the joy. Feel it bubbling up. Whatever it looks like, come boldly before the throne tonight. So let's, let's read this together. You guys ready? This is some good stuff. This is from Psalm 145 of the Passion Translation. My heart explodes... I don't hear anyone saying this with me. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. My heart explodes with praise to you. Now and forever, my heart bows in worship to you, my King and my God. Every day, I will lift up my praise to your name with praises that will last throughout eternity. Lord, you are great and worthy of the highest praise. For there is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. Generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and declare more of your glory. Your magnificent splendor, miracles of your majesty, are my constant meditation. Your awe-inspiring acts of power have everyone talking. I'm telling people everywhere about your excellent greatness. Our hearts bubble over as we celebrate the fame of your marvelous beauty, bringing bliss to our hearts. We shout with ecstatic joy over your breakthrough for us. You are kind and tender-hearted to those who don't deserve it and very patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. God, everyone sees your goodness, for your tender love is blended into everything you do. Everything you have made will praise you, fulfilling its purpose, and all your godly ones will be found bowing before you. King Jesus, that's what we're coming to do. We are coming into your presence tonight to bow before you, to worship at your throne. God, we love you. We love your presence. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness. We just welcome you, Holy Spirit. We say, come, Holy Spirit, and just saturate our hearts tonight as we build a throne of worship for Jesus. In Jesus' name, let's worship you guys. Yes, Jesus. There's only one worthy of it all. There's only one worthy of it all. It's you. It's you, Jesus. You are the only one worthy of it all.
you're the only one sitting on the throne. And we come to adore you. We come to give you all our praise and our thanks. No matter what it looks like, no matter where we're at. We praise you with every opportunity we get. Only you are worthy. There's nothing we can do in our own strength. It's only you, Jesus. give you the highest praise. We're here to give you all the glory. We throw down our crowns at your feet. You are holy, holy, holy. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming for us. Thank you for redeeming us with your body and your blood. And by your power, resurrecting us with you, giving us new life, Thank you, Jesus, for new life. Rivers of living water, we have new life in you. We're a new creation in you. 
gone are the old ways. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. let the Holy Spirit minister to you. He's the best king and priest that we have. He knows exactly what you need. Just let Holy Spirit, let Holy Spirit just come right now and surround you with his wraparound presence. I just believe that tonight he wants to not only surround you and me, each one of us, but he wants to permeate and infuse his nature into us. That word baptized, baptism of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of fire, the baptism of love. That word baptism, baptizo in the Greek, it's the same word that is used in the Greek old text for pickling cucumbers, for putting 
cucumbers in a barrel of solution, that vinegar solution, until that that cucumber is totally saturated from the outside in, infused with that flavor. And Holy Spirit, is, he's here now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Spirit, we say, come in your wonder and in your glory and your goodness and baptize us. Baptize us. Saturate us with your goodness. Marinate us, saturate us, fill us. Permeate every cell of our being with your goodness. God, we just want to lose ourselves in you tonight. Lose ourselves for your sake. We lay it all down at your feet. You are God. You are creator. You know us better than we know ourselves. You know how many hairs are on our head. You formed our innermost being, you knit us together in our mother's womb. And as David wrote, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where could we go from your presence? So we just invite you, Lord, to come and rule, to come and conquer areas of our minds, of our emotions until every part of us, every part of us comes to a realization, a recognizing of the truth. Your word is truth. And your promises are real. Your promises are for us. That in Jesus, all of the promises of God have become accessible for us. We can say yes, we can end to the receiving of the promises. The greatest promise is your presence. Ask for more of you tonight, Lord. More of you, Holy Spirit. Just put it on your lips tonight. Just say, come Holy Spirit already in you. If you're saved, he's already caused you to be born again. He lives inside of you. But there's more. He wants to come and rest upon you. He wants to rest upon the altar of your heart. He wants to anoint you and me. He wants to equip us with Holy Spirit power, dunamis power. Holy Spirit, we're here. We are ready. We just say, have your way and equip us with Holy Spirit power, dunamis power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We don't want to walk through life not knowing you, not hearing your voice, 
not sensing the closeness, the nearness of God. We want to be those that are a people of your presence, that we know how to walk, what it means to walk with you, have intimacy with you, to be the authentic, true believers that know their God and walk in his goodness and power. describe a dream to you that I had but let's stay in this in his presence because I feel like the Holy Spirit is drawing us further into into him into his presence and in 1 Corinthians 420 it says for the kingdom of God is not in in word but in power it's not just in word but in power it's God's power and I think that's something that we don't see often enough is God's power being released into the earth in part of this dream that I had we were just kind of sitting in our chairs like we are right now and in a place of worship and we were just asking or we were just we were just saying Lord I rest in your peace I rest in your shalom the shalom of heaven and we were saying it together and we were putting our hands in the air ready to receive him and it was as if like when we said we rest in his shalom it's like saying lord i let go all of my fears all of my anxieties i let go of those concerns or offenses i'm letting go i'm letting go i'm resting in you i'm resting in your shalom and it's that sense of like when you get on board a ship or an airplane, you totally, totally trust the pilot or the captain to move that vessel for you. You're not concerned with, with how it's getting there. You just know that he's taking you to that place. And that's kind of how it is, how we can trust in Holy Spirit. We don't have to strive to be in his presence. We just have to yield our hearts to him. We have to yield ourselves to him. That's all we have to do, and it's just so easy. It's so easy. And in my dream, it was this easy. And we'll do this in a minute. And I would like to just do this together, but we just, we rest in his shalom, we put our hands in the air, and we let him do the work. And in that dream, it was, it was like we were resting in him. We could feel him underneath us, but the, there was a cloud that began to settle on us. And I could see within that cloud, it was like sparks moving around, like 
almost like the colors you see on the screen, but the sparks were moving like as if you kicked a campfire and you saw the sparks rushing out of the fire. But they're like that color. So if we could, I'd just like to do that now. We just, we're sitting, we're relaxing because we're in his, we're in his peace. say this a few times. Lord, we rest in your shalom. We rest in your shalom. We rest in your peace. letting go of everything and we're resting in you. Just tell him how you want to rest in him. We rest in you, Father. We rest in your presence. Let your holy fire rest on us, Lord. Your kingdom is of power. We rest in you, Lord. We rest in your shalom.
We love you, Jesus. We just want more of you. We just want to be in your presence. We let it all go so that we can have you. We want to be in union with you, Father. We want to be together with you. something else the Holy Spirit was saying to me is that when we're speaking in tongues it's like we don't even have to really strive to say whatever it is he's saying because Jesus is interceding for us and so we can let him pray the prayers that he needs to say that we just let Jesus do what he he wants to do we let Holy Spirit take the lead we don't have to worry about ourselves we just step out of the way and we yield to Holy Spirit so for those of us who know how to speak in tongues let's just speak out in tongues out loud for a few minutes and
for the rest of us just pray to God and just seek Him. Yakoli yama yamashe yakori ma yama kora ola. Yakoli atari ma kori ma tari ma shietari. Yakoli ali yama tari ma koshi ma tari yakukole ma tari asha. You don't even have to be afraid of what you might sound like out loud. You're just letting Holy Spirit do the talking. You're just letting Holy Spirit intercede. Thank you, Father. We rest in you. We want more of you. Let your holy fire rest on us, even tonight. Touch us with your holy fire cloud. sensing them even now, right now, guys. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that you made it, you made a way. You made a way for us to get back to the Father. Thank you that you deliver us from all of our you heal us from all of our disease, all our afflictions, all our brokenness. 
you deliver us. Thank you, Father. I know sometimes for some of us this might feel really hard to sit in silence. The Bible says to be still and know that I am God. That those who wait upon the Lord they will renew their strength. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. They will mount up on wings like an eagle's. Just listen to the Lord. Just listen for his voice. Maybe ask him, what do you want to say to me tonight in the, in the quiet of this moment? Speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening.
Just close your eyes. This might be all we do tonight and finish with communion. Just close your eyes. Just be still before the Lord. There's a key to what we're doing in the words of this song that I'm going to read over us. In stillness and simplicity, in the silence of the heart, I see the mystery of eternity who lives inside of me. In stillness and simplicity, I hear the spirits that you, O Lord, are close to me in stillness and simplicity. Were the word who must be heard by those who listen quietly is the reason we're not still to hear you speak because we don't believe you will? Stillness and simplicity. I lose myself in finding thee. Oh Lord, you mean so much to me in stillness and simplicity. So seek the one who dwells in you. The kingdom that within is true. Innermost reality in stillness and simplicity.
part of this coming into the quietness and the stillness we're surrendering our time and we're coming into his time and what's on his heart God is not in a rush he's on time he's not in a hurry but he can be fast he's right there when we need him and we have time to come into his time it might feel like we're slowing down but we're not Thank you, Lord, for your timing. Thank you, Lord, that you redeem the time. And that we just, we surrender our time to you, Lord. We thank you for the days that you have allotted to us, for the hours, the minutes, the seconds. In the blink of an eye, Lord, you move. You spoke. The earth was created. The heavens were created in one moment. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing here right now in this body, in each one of these families, in this city, Lord. And we just come into agreement with the kingdom of heaven's time on earth right now in Jesus' name. So let's get ready to partake of the supper. During worship, I just kept hearing that this is our victory meal. Each one of us has a place. Each one of us has a call. Each one of us has a seat at his table. And nobody can take that from you. Nobody can take that spot. The Father has room for every person that ever has been and ever will be. If they accepted him, he's got room for everybody. We don't need to be a city of orphans. We don't need to be a church of orphans. We get to confidently walk forward and accept what he did for us and what his son did for us. You guys want to come up and partake of, take your piece of the victory meal. You have bread, the juice, and the wine. You guys want to come up and take some? You guys, we are all prophets, priests, and kings. And we get to partake of this meal with Jesus because of Jesus. And we have access to the Father because of Jesus.
We thank you, Father, for sending your Son. To die on the cross for us. His body was broken and pierced for us. The stripes on his back were meant for us, but he took our place. Thank you, Jesus, that your body took our place, took the punishment that was meant for us, but it also gives our bodies healing. Thank you, Jesus, you give us true healing in our physical bodies, in our minds and in our hearts. Let's eat the bread. Lord, we thank you for your cup of suffering. And I thank you for the power of the blood and the power of the resurrection. Lord, I thank you that we were buried with you and we rose with you. And I thank you, Lord, that you have given us authority in the keys of the kingdom. And I thank you for your mercy that triumphs over judgment. We just declare that right now over this house. This is a house of mercy, mercy, mercy. Every curse is broken. Everything must come under the authority of the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this cup of victory. Lord, your victory is our victory, Lord. We can do victory laps all day, every day. The plans of the enemy will not prosper. This is our inheritance. Let's partake of our inheritance cup, the cup of victory in the name of Jesus. Good. You guys did a good job waiting in silence. I think we, we learned a really important tool tonight. Don't think that I had it all down, that I wasn't struggling with what, what's going to what, happen next. Do we move forward? Do we wait longer? Breathe. Relax. Listen. And the, the words to that song, to mind, you know, in stillness and simplicity. Powerful music, musician and music writer, Michael Card. Man of God who is a man of the word, Bible scholar, and wrote and continues to write deep theological songs 
about Jesus and about the Word becoming flesh and just these, these, you know, this thing about silence, resting in silence and waiting upon the Lord, it is a, a spiritual discipline. I appreciate you guys lingering in that tonight and just taking that risk and not feeling like, is this going to be okay to keep us in this moment? But it was, I believe it's the Lord. I believe that we all need to learn how to do this. There's a time to stand up and shout and proclaim and declare the word of God. And then there's a time to be still and know that he is God. Just a couple things, and we're going to wrap this up. I'm not going to try to go into any notes. As good as they were going to be, but that's okay. Because they're still going to be available for another day. By the way, next week is, next Sunday is Christmas Eve. And we are going to have a Christmas Eve worship service. It, keep it to about 7.30. Not, not end the worship service at 7.30 and then hang out for another hour, right? Like we want to we wanna be able to come together, worship, and just embrace the beauty of our King and His birth and just celebrate Him together. And then by 7.30, we'd like to wrap up the, the building and let everyone go home and just enjoy the evening resting or whatever you're going to do it'll be my sister's birthday 61 psalm no not psalm isaiah this is her isaiah 61 year isaiah 61 you better go read it later on hey i've got a couple things that i'm just gonna i had notes that i've had a few and then there was a bunch that god just kind of gave me during worship tonight and we're going to consider this the sermon, if you will. Here's some notes. just want to throw these little, these little tidbits out there. Just pretend you're a bunch of seals at, at, the, at SeaWorld, and I'm going to take a fish out of the bucket. I'm going to throw it over to Christian. And what are you going to do? Oh, roar, roar, roar. Ooh, ooh. You will give birth to whatever you host in your heart. This is a Bill Johnson moment. I'll try it over here. You will give birth to whatever you host in your heart. That's what Bill would do. He'd turn to the other side of the room. Faith comes from hearing not just from what we've heard. As important as it is to read the Bible, study the Bible, and know the Word of God, faith comes through hearing. Hearing. It is a now constant activity. Did you turn your ears off? Or are you still, are you, you're hearing right now, right? Faith comes through hearing, not just from what we've heard. When Abraham offered Isaac out of obedience, he heard the Lord and he obeyed, took his one and only son to the mountain, bound him up, raised the knife, and if he would have only obeyed from what he had heard and not continued to hear, he wouldn't have heard the angel saying, stop, you did what you were supposed to do, put the knife down. We need to hear, I know it, don't think I came up with this. This is stuff I got from Bill. 
but this was just like a little nugget out of a bucket full of nuggets. So he kept on hearing. Thankfully, he kept on hearing. The condition of our heart. So just think about your heart. What is in our heart will often come out of our mouths. It's kind of like your mouth, the things that we speak. It's like an indicator of what we've been storing away, what we've been tucking away. You'll give birth to whatever you host in your heart. It's not a condemnation. It's just something to, it's a check. It's an engine check light for us. What is coming out of my mouth? It's revealing what's in my heart. If we, if we have a pure heart, then we don't need to worry about what we say. That's a good word. That was my prayer tonight as we were feasting on the Lord's presence and just allowing him to come, that he would come into our hearts, to my heart, that he would release peace, that he would release purity and holiness, that he would, he would conquer unconquered territory inside of me and inside of you. I won't just point the fingers at myself because we all have unconquered territory. Here's another really good tidbit. Donna Da Silva was saying that she learned through, well, she didn't learn. She, She received a vision from the Lord. This is subjective, so you do with it what you will, what you want. She, the Lord showed her in a dream when she was speaking in tongues, praying in little daggers were being thrown up into the air. And the angels were grabbing hold of those daggers and they were fighting with them. Your prayer, your prayers, whether it's in English or in in the spirit language, are weapons. And we don't know what it's doing, but I, I think that would be an awesome thing to receive from the Lord to see that the power of your you're not just babbling jibber jabber gibberish into the air because you have nothing better to do no we are believing that when the word of God says to pray in the spirit and you will build yourself up pray pray in the Holy Spirit and you will strengthen yourself I think that's a good picture one thing I didn't type down someone years ago said when you're when he was clapping his hands in worship. This was a worship leader, Steve Fry from the Foursquare. He said he saw as he was clapping his hands this like stuff flying off of his hands. And it was going out, creating shifts in the atmosphere. You're not just making a goofy, boring noise by clapping your hands before the Lord. When we, when we take these tools, whether it's sitting in silence, listening to the Lord, checking our heart, welcoming him into the compartments of our hearts and minds, or clapping our hands and giving a shout to the Lord, blasting a shofar horn. These aren't just empty spiritual practices. These are things that we are doing because we're listening and leaning into what the Lord is saying. And out of obedience, we do these things that may seem pointless. And it's causing a shift. It's causing something to happen in the spirit. Jesus gives us authority. Holy Spirit gives us power. That's a good word. 
God lights the fire on the altar of your heart. He lights the fire on the altar of your heart. We, we, we shared this a few weeks, several weeks ago now. God lights the fire on the altar of your heart, but it's the priest who keeps it burning. So what we're doing tonight is we're, we're reminding ourselves, we're, we're opening up our hearts to tools that can help us to keep the fire burning. You might feel like I'm praying and praying and praying. I'm giving God my laundry list. I'm not looking at you. I know you're a prayer warrior, and I know you have lists of prayer things, and I want you to keep doing that. So I'm not talking about you. But you might, you might feel, okay, maybe you might feel like I'm praying, I'm asking, and I'm waiting on the Lord, and I'm not seeing the answers. It may be that we need in those moments to take time, right, and listen to the Lord. There, there are other spiritual disciplines for us, like being silent, soaking in his presence. I never thought soaking would be so good for me. But as I soaked in the presence of the Lord at that table back there a couple weeks ago, I got a beautiful download, a prophetic word for a little two-year-old boy that shares my bloodline down in San Diego, California. And it shifted the room for the family and it is something that they held on to and are cherishing and valuing. And I received it waiting on the Lord. Just standing in his presence, waiting for the waterfall to come. And then it started coming. And then I just started typing. You can do that. I can do that. The time is now, this is what I typed up tonight. The time is now to, this is gonna sound funny to some of you, but it comes from a story in the Bible where they were actually doing this. The time is now to no longer feed on horses' heads and dove droppings. Israel got to this point where they were starving and they were eating horses' heads and dove poop. It's pretty disgusting. We can feast on what the Lord did back then. And it can become an unhealthy thing. We, we need to honor the past, right? We need to honor what God did, the moves of God in the past, the things that he did in your life, in my life. We need to, those are, those are uh, memorial markers. In those moments, in, in those times. But, but we don't just feed on that. He has fresh bread for us. He has fresh rhema from heaven, the bread of life. For man does not live by bread alone, but from every word that proceeds. There we go again with that, that rhema. It's moving, it's, it's now, it's coming, flowing now. Man doesn't live on just bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And he has living water for us to drink. He has fresh bread, fresh rhema, and living water for us to drink. It's an eternal well of refreshing and renewal, and it's teeming with life. Teeming with life. Causing trees to grow with leaves that bring healing. Are you an, an oak tree planted by the streams of living water? That's a beautiful picture in the Psalms that, that those who obey the Lord, who walk in his ways, walk in righteousness, they are like trees that grow on the banks of the water. 
And in Revelation 22, it says, the angel showed me the river of, of water of life, the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. And on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit and yielding its fruit each month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. When we plant ourselves, become a planting of the Lord, drinking in from the stream of living water, that fresh flowing stream, not old oceans or whatever, like the Dead Sea, where there's no, in, there's no input and output. It just it becomes dead, but fresh living water. God is inviting all of us to step into that fresh stream, fresh stream of relationship with him, fresh. You know, I've known the Lord for 35 years this month. That's a long time. Like that's three times some of my kids' age. Yet he's inviting me, he's inviting you to step into a newness of relationship with him, a new way of knowing him, of hearing him, of flowing with what he's doing. I feel like sometimes we can do things out of, out of memory and we can get running and the Lord's like standing back there like, where are you taking off to? What I'm doing is I'm staying right here in this moment of stillness. Now there's going to come a time where he's going to say, are you ready to run? Let's go. Let's go, boy. Let's go, my girl. Stand up. Let's stand up. You know, when you're talking about looking to the past and how, yeah, we want to honor the past, if we stay there too long, then we become a museum. And what's in a museum? Mummies, dry bones, dead bones. And that's what will happen to us spiritually is we're going to start spiritually dying. We're going to dry up. <laughs> And that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to take the new wine skin, get the wine, have times in, you know, that are quiet in times of running. But we're not going to know unless we're listening to him and we're moving forward instead of backwards or just staying stagnant. So. This is sweet. Why don't you pray okay. So, Father, <laughs> I just pray that all of us would just continue to run forward, Father. God, we honor the past. We thank you for what you have done in our lives. But God, we're so excited for what you're going to do in our lives. God, we thank you that you're bringing us into a new season, Father. As a church and individually, Father, God, we just I ask that you would help us to hear your still, small voice, Father, that we'd be quiet long enough to hear you, Father God that we would stop talking and giving you our lists, that we would find out what is on your heart. What do you want to do? God, that we would just run with you. We'd be still with you. God, we thank you. We thank you that you change how you talk to us. God, that you're not boring. If we just look and listen, Father. So I just bless each person here, God, that they would press into you and ask you 
What are you doing now? How are you going to speak to me now, Father? So we just bless you. God, we thank you. We thank you for that we get to gather together, Father. God, I ask that you just bless this family of ours. God, bless them beyond what they can imagine. Just thank you. Amen. Amen. So we'll officially dismiss, but we'll linger around for a while. If you want some prayer, we'd love to pray. If you need healing in your body, it's the will of God to heal. It's his will to heal. Jesus paid for it. So we will pull on heaven to bring from heaven into earth what he paid for. If you need healing in your body or a breakthrough in any area of your life, in your finances, and your vehicles that blow up on the road or whatever's going on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking back there. Things I hear, it's like, man, you guys are, and then you're here tonight. Good job. I don't know about you guys. That was, well, I better not start talking because it was going to be kind of feeding into the message. But I don't know about you guys, but it, it's, it's actually not a bad thing when you're going through it. When you're going through a rough spot, a, a, what seems like a valley, when you're feeling like there's opposition, like the enemy is coming at you from five different, seven different directions, whatever it is, means you're going in the right direction, most likely. It's when you don't have any interference at all that you're probably, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, just throwing out some thoughts. So don't be discouraged if you have some lows. If you feel like, man, I just feel so like down today. Well, you know what? The enemy is a stinker. I'll be careful with my words. He's a stinker. He's the abuser of the brethren. That's his, his thing. He just is ready to bug you day and night as he can. And God's given us tools to fight. But we can come up. We can rise above the stuff, the static when we remember where we're seated, when we step into our position in Christ, where we are seated with Christ in the heavenly realm, where Satan has been placed under our feet. And that's where he is. He is under your feet. He is under my feet. So the moment you begin to get nailed by the enemy and hear the lies, try to remember that this is not your position. Anyway. Amen again before I preach.